Welcome back to Viewpoint Listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grosser. It gives me great pleasure now to welcome a regular guest to our program, Frank Marinko, who's the Managing Partner in Empathinko Coaching Services. Perspectives is our topic. Uh, welcome again to Viewpoints, Frank. Hi, Henry. Great to be here. Absolutely. Now, it's interesting times at the moment. Frank, um, what, what are we dealing with today in Perspectives? Fear-mongering, Henry. Fear-mongering? Yes. Explain. It's, you know, the, the heightening of uh, normal situations to such a fearful elevation that everyone gets really, really um, upset, fearful, worried, and all of a sudden we've got panic buying, we've got companies shutting down, we've got schools shutting down, and all... Uh, just because no one can actually come out and give a straight answer about what we're dealing with and how to go forward. And why is that, Frank? Because people are so invested in their political positions um, and so worried, so fearful that their obvious ineptitude will be exposed that they keep on telling us lies and they keep on telling dissembling the truth so that it resembles uh, the reliance on them to come charging in like white knights and to save us all. Uh, are you suggesting we shouldn't be concerned about the COVID-19 um, pandemic? I'm not saying we shouldn't be concerned, but we certainly shouldn't be shutting down the country um, over something that has no greater mortality than flus in the past seasons. Mm -hmm. But there's no vaccine for it. And there's no need for a vaccine for the most part because um, it's got quite a low mortality rate. So unless you're infirmed, you're old and you're morbidly sick, um, there's every probability that you're going to get slightly ill if you get ill at all, stay home for a little while and be back at work. And yet for the flu, every year the scientists come out um, with new vaccines to protect us all from it or even from those sort of symptoms, Frank. Uh, Never really protecting us, Henry. Um, giving us a higher than average probability that it won't strike us down. But there is never any guarantee when you get your flu shot at the beginning of the year that you're not going to die by the end of it. Never has been. It's just a way of um, quarantining most people's fear. Um, I've never had a flu shot in my life. Um, and I've never got the flu in my life. So, you know, I, I think there's just been this inordinate amount of fear-mongering um, and it's actually ruining the country, ruining the lives of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. And for what? Well, um, to stop the spread of COVID-19, which does... We're all going to get it, Henry. But which does kill people. But no, the, the whole rationale, we don't have a quarantine, we don't have a vaccine anyway, and the rationale has been that we're all going to get it. Um, also, the rationale for all the fear-mongering is that our hospitals and systems will be overwhelmed if this curve is a really, really high curve rather than 
the term they use flattening the curve. But for the most part, if the fear could be quelled and most people could understand that it's for the most part just like a normal flu, then we wouldn't have thousands of people lining up around the corner taking tests that they don't need to take. However, because the government wasn't straight right from the start, um, and then all of a sudden it seemed as though they got it out of it had got out of hand, and they now had to do something drastic. Um, that's the situation that we've got, and and I'm really really disappointed it got to this stage. Uh, more broadly, Frank, the the concept of um, fear and mass hysteria from a coaching perspective, uh, that's a particularly strong emotion that um, can be quite counterproductive to our well-being. It certainly can, because you know we're we're immediately making a judgment um, about something and getting fearful about a judgment that's not real, but we're, we've forgotten that we've actually created this constructed reality and now we're frightened about something that we've created, but we've forgotten that we actually created it. Um, so it, it has no reality. Um, and for the most part, do you know anyone who's got COVID-19? Uh, not personally, but... No, I've... me neither. No one that I know knows of anyone, and yet there's this mortal fear in the community that, you know, lots of people are going to die. It just it makes no sense. Well, the chief medical officer came out, or one of them did, and said uh, that on their modelling... If we expect we can expect between twenty and sixty percent of Australians contracting it, he then yep. extrapolated that to say that on that basis, somewhere between fifty thousand and one hundred and fifty thousand people may die. That's a lot of people. Well, Henry, our flu rate for the season is just under half a percent anyway, or point three of a percent, and all the projections on this um, for Western world not. Um, underprivileged, impoverished nations that have no real um, hospital systems or health structures, we're not looking at a great deal over this percentage as a mortality rate anyway. Um, Australia is going to be lucky if it, you know there's a 0.1 or a 0.2 of a percent mortality rate. So, um, you know, this was the same medical officer, our chief medical officer, who talked about uh, not shaking hands and touching his face, and then before the meeting, he shook everyone's hand, and then during um, his uh, conversation with everyone on the microphone, he was touching his face. He doesn't have a great deal of credibility with me, and he seemed to change his story every few days. So for me, um, I shall wait without fear, and hopefully... Most of the people in the landscape will understand, for the most part, this is not going to affect them. Maybe it's about time they increased their hygiene standards anyway. And if any good comes out of this, it'll be um, soap in all public places where you can wash your hands, because at the moment, across universities and across schools and across uh, train stations, there's nothing to actually wash your hands properly. So, you know, there may be some good comes out of this. There is on, if we're trying to inject a little humour into the situation, Frank, there is the the perverse um, satisfaction of knowing that uh, your beloved football team 
can't lose another grand final, probably. Oh, I know, Henry, but um, then, you know, there's that, that tragic part of me that realises that we could have won it if enough of the players on the other side had got sick. Well, that's always a possibility, Frank. <laughs> What's your advice to people in the coming weeks and months as the country goes into lockdown? Which it Relax. Is... Keep your hygiene standards up. Uh, you know, wherever you don't need to be in public, uh, don't. But most of all, be kind and generous to others. You know, if you know that there are old people living close to you or in the same block as you, leave them a note, ask them if there's anything that you can buy for them at the shop. Just make sure, sure that they're looked after because they were always going to be the small percentage in the community that were most at risk in any flu season. Mm, true. Frank, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Well, they're not going to be able to uh, shake my hand or come around to my office, but they're very welcome to get onto the website uh, or the phone number on the website and give us a buzz. Always happy to talk to anyone who might be a little bit alarmed about their situation. Excellent. That was Frank Marinko, Managing Partner at Empathinko Coaching Services. Uh, a, a very um, circumspect view of the COVID-19 pandemic we're all experiencing. We'll take a short break. Listeners, don't go away. <laughs> 